Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Laces Out podcast. I hate to break it to you, but there's no guest. I did it like pulling off a plaster or a band-aid if you're from America. There is no guest, but there are guest predictions. Find out how that works in a minute. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Drop any reviews you want to drop. Share the podcast around. If you've got an NFL fan in your life, send them in this podcast. Direct them in the direction of this podcast. Any of those things. You never know. They might even thank you for it. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is CookieCast. Laces out. Recording in progress. I can't remember whose turn it is. My turn. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared, but but I'll pretend that was. So, listeners, more so at this point in time, watchers have kind of got the idea already. Listeners, uh, it is that time of the week where we discuss a sport not from our country. It is the NFL podcast laces out i am here my glamorous co-host mr paul williams is here good evening to you sir peace and our guest this week is there's no guest we nearly had a guest the christmas tree is our guest we nearly had a guest but somebody scared them off This isn't a blame culture. This is not a blame culture. Moving on swiftly. So, Paul, where are we? What week is it? What day is it? So, um, I won't give away the day as that would, uh, you know, pull back the curtain too much on the, uh, the recording schedule slash showing you how the sausage is made, so to speak. But... Sausage. We have just completed week 15 of 18 of this year's NFL regular season. So, last week's guest was Mr. Matt Moore. It was his third, possibly even fourth time on the, on the show. I want to say maybe it was his second. Maybe it was his second time around, but um, he'd already made his season-long predictions. Indeed. So, there were no season-long predictions to go through. This week's guest, as we are at week 16 from a prediction perspective, didn't really think it was worth asking for a season-long um, MVP or Super Bowl pick as we're getting to the point where they're kind of sort of making themselves known as, as we're getting towards the business end of the season. So, I have just got week 16 picks from this week's guest, but we'll get to that in a minute. So, last week's guest, Master Matthew Moore, gave us his week 15 picks alongside myself and Andy, and this is how those picks played out. In third place, with nine of 16 picks correct. That's good. It is unfortunately the guest, Mr. Matthew Moore, his nine of 16, the seven teams that let him down, were the Ravens to beat the Browns, Mm. the Falcons to beat the Saints, Mm. The Cowboys to beat the Jaguars. Yes. To beat the Lions. Yes. The Cardinals 
to beat the Broncos, the Patriots to beat the Raiders, and the Commanders to beat the Giants. A couple of crazy last-minute decisions there and games that went to overtime that have kind of shafted Mr. Moore there. Have you seen the video of the Patriots fan who is in the stadium watching the game and it's the last play of the game? And he's just like, yes, 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 yes. No! I've seen the video of Derek Carr sat on the bench watching the play go along and then realising, oh, we've got the ball. Oh, oh he's going to go. Oh, he's gone. That was quite good. So, Matt, no points for him, sadly. So, it's up to me or you for the week. So, coming in second with 10 of 16 picks correct. It's the leader of the Cookie Cast Network. It's Mr. Andrew Cook, ladies and gentlemen. The 16 players put down were the Ravens against the Browns, the Cowboys against the Jaguars, the Jets against the Lions, the Cardinals against the Broncos, the Patriots against the Raiders, and the Commanders against the Giants once again. So, winning the week and taking the point with 12 out of 16 games correct is Mr. Paul Williams. The four teams that let me down were the Seahawks at the 49ers. Sorry, the Seahawks against the 49ers. Mm. The Ravens against the Browns. Mm. Cowboys against the Jaguars. And the Commanders against the Giants. All other team selections were correct. So, from a season-long perspective, the guest remains on four points. Andy on four and a half points. I now move to an uncatchable or unbeatable seven and a half points. Andy would have to win out from here with weeks 16, 17 and 18 for the regular season perspective. Obviously, when we get into the post-season, the uh, the game changes slightly. Uh, but yes, seven and a half points for myself for the week. But that's not where the end. That's not where the predictions ended. As we, obviously we have the side bet from this week. So going into week fifteen, Andy was on thirty three points. I was on thirty nine points. I'd opened up a bit of a gap. Can Andy bring it back with his four selections? Now his four selections were the Eagles against the Bears. That's a tick. The Vikings against the Colts. It looked like it wasn't going to be for a while, but that is indeed. A tick. The Saints against the Falcons. He's three for three so far, ladies and gentlemen. And the Bengals against the Buccaneers. That is a perfect four. Four slot right there. Andy moves himself on to 37 points for the season. I'm thinking next season we should do a bonus point for all four. Especially at a point like this in the season. <laughs> I think that would make an awful lot of sense. If you get if you get all four, you either get to double the points or you get an extra bonus point. Yeah. So, how did my selections uh, look? So, I had the Chiefs to beat the Texans. The Bills to beat the Dolphins. The Cowboys to beat the Jaguar. Oh dear. I have a um, feeling I know your fourth game. Was it the Ravens? It was the Ravens to beat the Browns. 
two points for Mr. Williams, moving me on to 41. So Andy has closed to within four. So all it takes is one absolute blowout in a week. And, and, and this is and this is the thing. This is what we've said all season. I, I know I keep coming back to it, but I've floated this idea. I actually floated this idea last season, and I think we were a little late off the mark, but made sure that we were ready to go this season. And just kept saying things like, it, it might not work, it might not work. I mean, we're 15 weeks in, and it's still technically all to play for. In a situation where we've just had what we've had this week, if that's, you know, repeated next week, it would still be that, that inching ever closer. So, yeah, some some tweaks can be made for next season. Bonus points and things like that, which could make it uh, even even closer. I mean, if you take it with the season-long picks, like you said, you are probably in a position now where you are potentially... You are unbeatable at this point. So, whereas the side bet keeps on trucking. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm... I'm kind of enjoying it. I, I kind of like it. I kind of like that. Because there's pressure at the point because you have to make that... that For want of a better way of putting it, you have to make that game-time decision on, I am going to put the house on this game being a banker and this season has been the absolute worst season to do this because i mean look at look at the the teams that let all of us down collectively this week if you if you could pick those picks over again you'd still make the decisions because this season is so so changeable and what i found is making this week's selections each week makes you slightly adjust the way you make the next week's picks because you have to go on what you know this team this team was terrible but they're not anymore but they might still be but maybe they're not can they win this game that team struggle there's a lot more into it i do have i think it might be in the stats i do have my latest conspiracy theory that I'd like to un- unload onto the unsuspecting world. But like I said, it's possibly in the stats and we should potentially come to it. Um, but yes, I saw an image and went, interesting. But anyway. Although, weekly picks done, side bets done, so is it stats, stats o'clock? There's only one way to finish off week 14, and that is with the stat Week 15, apologies. Amazing. And that is with the stats. Almost organically brings us to the stats. Um, there was a lot of questions today, whether we would be recording today, whether it was going to be tomorrow. Who knew? And ultimately, at the end of it all, it relied on one man who is a woman. And she is the stats mistress. And I, I, I was like, look, if you get, if you get the opportunity... To do the stats, that would be amazing. However, if you don't, can always do it tomorrow. I'll leave it with you. Within the hour, the stats had materialised on this here phone. And I sent half of them to that man there. So, firstly, and always, we have to give a big shout out to the stats mistress for sending us the stats. 
And she, in turn, gives credit to Nate Davis of USA Today. These are the NFL Week 15 stats for the 2022 season. And where else would the stats start this week? What a weekend. From the Minnesota Vikings, who trailed 33-0 at halftime Saturday, before completing the largest comeback in NFL history, to the pair of games Sunday that ended on defensive scores, the league remains unpredictable. The Colts' 33-point lead collapse enabled the Vikings to lock down the NFC North throne. Um, I did see a uh, a stat, I don't know if it's going to be in here, uh, I'm sorry if I'm stepping on any of your toes if it's in your stats, but I did see a stat that said that Matt Ryan has been on the receiving end of the biggest comeback in NFL history and the biggest Super Bowl comeback in NFL history. And as I said to you, there's a legacy <laughs> for you. Um, however, I will always keep coming back to the, each week when the Vikings just add another one onto their win column there is always somebody that goes the Vikings are the worst 11-3 and three <laughs> but anyway uh, number 2 Rayshawn Jenkins 52 yard pick in the overtime vaulted the Jacksonville Jaguars they trailed 27-10 in the third quarter to a 40-34 triumph over the Dallas Cowboys. The Jags, 6-8, are suddenly just a game out of the AFC South lead. Something that I did see over this weekend is there is literally, in some divisions and in some sort of circumstances, there is literally one game that's going to decide who's going to be top dog. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, that fits in with a little conspiracy theory I've got going on in my head. Really? I bet you can't guess what it is. Number three! But Jenkins' heroics paled in comparison to Chandler Jones's 48-yard fumble return as time expired. With the score tied 24-24, sorry, Jones led the Las Vegas Raiders to beat his former one, the New England Patriots, in one of the most insane finishes in the league's 103 season history. Um, like I say, people should treat themselves to the, uh, to the Patriots fan who was there enjoying the, the last play of the game. <laughs> Number four, despite getting outgained 502 to 219 by the Chiefs, the Texans managed to take Kansas City to overtime. The outcome, however, is that the Texans remain the NFL's only one win team in 2022. Honestly, there are a lot of teams that I would have said would have ended this season with that record. I don't necessarily feel that the Texans, at the start of the season, I don't necessarily feel that the Texans would have been the team that I'd have put in that picture. 
there are other teams that I would have absolutely, and those teams are staring down being division leaders. So, <laughs> what is happening? Uh, speaking of, even as the playoff card fills up, five teams clinch spots in week 15. While the league's MVP debate continues to be wide open. Bills quarterback Josh Allen moved back into the shortlist Saturday night with four touchdown passes as Buffalo 11-3 became the first AFC team to claim a playoff spot. The, um, the playoff pitcher before the weekend was literally the Eagles. I saw I saw the like the bracket and it was just like the Eagles and then now it then it went the Eagles, the Chiefs. Like, <laughs> okay, I guess I guess that's that's the that's the season we're playing. Um, while leading Kansas City to its seventh straight AFC West crown Sunday, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes threw his league leading thirty fifth touchdown pass, joining Drew Brees, Brett Favre and Peyton Manning as the only quarterbacks to throw at least 35 in three consecutive seasons. Just one factor that could lead Mahomes' second MVP nod. As we always like to say, uh, the, the NFL loves a stat, and so do we. So, you know, it all goes hand in hand. Um... I think you have a stat that might tie into something that I, I that I want to go on to. Just I just want to put it out in the world so when it happens I can do the told you. Um I'll hand over to you for some some more lovely stats and then we'll see where we are at the end of it. Thank you very much. So continuing <coughs> MVP talk. And then there's Philadelphia's Jalen Hurts. The Eagles quarterback is headlining the team with the NFL's best record at 13-1, and which is too clear of any other club in the league. Hurts didn't exactly stink up uh, Chicago's Soldier Field on Sunday, running for three TDs, but he did have his first multiple interception game of the season in an unexpectedly close game with the lowly Bears. Lastly, let's not count out Cincinnati Bengals star Joe Burrow either. The Stripes are heading, are riding an AFC best six-game winning streak right back to the top of the AFC North standings. And Joe brrr, posted four more touchdown passes on Sunday, outdueling Tom Brady and his fading Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Speaking of TB12, um, they had all, well Tampa Bay T, TB12 and Tampa Bay had all. Two interceptions and two fumbles of his season's high four turnovers, which explains why they couldn't hold a 17-point lead. Tampa Bay at 6-8 and eight is still in first place in the NFC South, but only has a one-game lead on all of the other three teams in the division. Indeed. The NFC East doesn't have a member with a losing record and remains on track to become the first division to send all of its clubs into the postseason. Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott has thrown seven interceptions in his last four games. In nine starts this season, he's been picked off multiple times in four of them, and they still have the Eagles to face this coming week. And to finish off my set of stats, 
The rest of the NFC should be warned that Philadelphia is now just one win away from locking up the conference's first round bye and home field advantage. So two things here. One. At the weekend, we had guests to watch the football. And randomly, one of the guests said, Hey, whatever happened to Gardner Minshew? And everybody went, you know, so I'm not entirely sure. Did he just evaporate? So a quick Google search revealed that Gardner Minshew is the backup quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. So when I saw today that Jalen Hurts is hurt, and Gardner Minshew is potentially going to be taking the field at the weekend, I was like, did we just will this into existence? There was another one, because we were talking about um, Josh Rosen. And how he was like, he was big at one point. And then a, another one that just evaporated. Saw a thing today that said that he's been uh, signed off a practice squad to be a backup quarterback. It's like, what is happening? What what is is it like a Candyman situation? If you say it enough, it just materialises. Um, just want to go back to one of your stats. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, read it word for word again. But... Um, Tampa Bay, 6-8, and eight, is still in first place in the NFC South. I saw a picture of the NFC South, and it was the Buccaneers at the top, all of the teams in the division, and the caption was, someone has to win the division. And I went... With all of the questions this past weekend around referee interference in games, this week has hands down been the worst week for it. Where, like, video footage of players checking with referees to make sure they're okay. Am I alright? Are you sure I'm okay? Are you definitely 100% sure that I'm okay? And then the moment that it starts the ref throws a flag and a lot of pass interference calls that are just being ignored pass interference that isn't and so on and so forth wouldn't it be a story for the ages if a a six and eight team went from six and eight to i don't know being in the super bowl maybe wouldn't that be an amazing way to send someone off into the sunset maybe let's say anyway well all, all I'll say is that the way that that particular division is, sh- is shaping up is that every member of that every member of that division in theory has got a tough game this weekend one way or another. Yeah. So, it almost feels somewhat suspicious. 
Like, they've all got really tough games in the one week that they could really do with a win. That's really suspicious. Do, you, do, we, do we believe in coincidence? Because I don't. Well, obviously, uh, send, your, send your hate tweets to um, the at CookieCast Twitter feed. Um, I'll, I'll, fight, I'll fight anybody about this. Well, anyway. We'll, we'll leave we'll leave that there. So I'm happy to leave it there. there. I just done. wanted it on record that when we're sitting down to a Bucks Chief Super Bowl and I'm there eating eating my whatever I'm eating nachos or something, going, I said this would happen. Oh no, 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 no. no. So that's week fifteen done, dusted. Put in the put in the corner, side. We move on to week sixteen, and this week's. Week 16 picks, from the guest perspective, are brought to us by a new name to the podcast. Um, I reached out, sent out the bat signal, all that sort of jazz. Obviously, I've done it once before this season, and uh, James Williams gleefully answered the call. And um, quite right, he did too as well. He got a half point for the guest. Well played, sir. This week, our guest predictions come from a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Really? His name, his name is Steve Huller. Now, I met Steve a number of years ago, discovered that we had a mutual interest in the NFL, and I uh, now spend a regular, regular occasions with him watching the games and commenting on them as such. So Steve has provided this week's uh, nominations, nominations, selections, predictions, and we will go through those now. So our first game, takes us to the Thursday Night Football, which is the Jacksonville Jaguars travelling to New York to take on the Jets. Andy has given home field advantage to the Jets on this one, whereas myself and Steve think the Jags are riding a bit of a hot streak on this one. So, in my defence... Uh, in my defence on this one, uh, this is one of many games this week that I struggled with, and I really struggled to pick this. And the only reason that I ended up going the way I did was because I don't... I agree the Jags are on a bit of a tear. You know, they, as I, I said a few weeks back, having seen them play live, I had a lot more respect for them as a team because they are, they're a good team. They just keep coming up against slightly better opponents. But the Jets are just so unpredictable this season. Remember when I was saying, you know, there are teams that I would have put in the one-win category. Before the start of the season, the Jets would have definitely been in that category. But they were just like, we're, we're taking scalps this season. And it was like, oh, okay. And then they started winning randomly. So it was like, I might have to just, I might have to roll the dice on this one. That will not be the first time I say that in these in these predictions, so... There you go, a little bit of a split opinion on this one. So next up, we move to Christmas Eve games. Now, the NFL has taken the decision to move the majority of the games from the Sunday slot into the Saturday slot, as Christmas this year will fall on a Sunday. So, the next slot of games that we go through until we say the, uh, the differences will all take place on Saturday. So, next up, we have the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Baltimore Ravens. Myself and Andy have gone for the Ravens. Steve has picked the Falcons. I can only presume that is because he cannot bring himself to pick the Baltimore Ravens as they're in the same division as the Pittsburgh Steelers. He may be a genius. Who knows? 
Next up, we have the Detroit Lions taking on the Carolina Panthers, and we have all gone for the Lions across the board. We have all done the same for the Bills against the Bears. We have also all gone for the same in the Saints against the Browns game, where we have picked the Browns. We also picked the Bills in the game before, just in case I didn't mention that, but I thought that was pretty understandable. Um, it's it's the same for the next three games, uh, in which we've all taken the Chiefs over the Seahawks, the Vikings over the Giants, and the Bengals over the Patriots. Next up, we have an inter interdivisional game where the Texans take on the Titans. Myself and Andy think the Titans will get this one done, whereas Steve has taken the Texans. We move into the late slot of games on Saturday with the uh, 49ers taking on the Washington Commanders. We've all gone for the 49ers on that one. The last of the Saturday evening games sees the Eagles take on the Cowboys. Myself and Andy think the Cowboys will get this one done, whereas Steve has picked the Eagles. From a UK perspective, our first Christmas Day offering takes place in the wee hours of the morning with the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Andy has taken the Raiders on this one, whereas myself and Steve, shock horror, we're in the Steelers camp. Next up, we move to Christmas Day, actual day, not morning, not evening, not anything. So, 6pm in the evening, England time, we have the Green Bay Packers at the Dolphins. We have all taken the Dolphins on that one. Next up, we have the Denver Broncos at the, uh, the Las, Los Angeles Rams. Sorry, I have taken the Broncos on this one, whereas Andy and Steve have taken the Rams. Our Sunday night football, as it were, so this will obviously be early Boxing Day morning, sees the Tampa Bay Buccaneers take on this, uh, the Arizona Cardinals. We've all taken the books on this one. And the Monday Night Football sees the Los Angeles Chargers travel to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. And we have all taken the Chargers. So no duplications across the board there. So there should be a definite winner in one of those. All that's left to do is to divvy up the games and do this week's side bet. Obviously, Andy won last week. So, technically, it is my turn to choose whether to go first or to go second. I will go first, as I've not gone first for a while. So, I will take the Buffalo Bills to beat the Chicago Bears. Andy, your two selections, please. Uh, I would like the Tennessee Titans to decimate the Houston Texans, please. I will also take the Kansas City Chiefs to beat the Seattle Seahawks. Interesting. Interesting. In that case, I will have... I'll have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to beat the Cardinals. Mm. Nice little bounce back win for Tom and his boys. Yeah, they need And that. I will have the Cincinnati Bengals to beat the New England Patriots. Your final two selections, my good man. 
I'll take the Minnesota Vikings, unfortunately, to beat the New York Giants. Have you t- have you taken the Ravens yet? Nope. I'll have the Ravens to beat the Falcons then, please. In that case, to round us out, I will take the Detroit Lions to beat the Carolina Panthers. For, so, a, for a second there, I was like, is he going to take the 49ers or, or can he not bring himself to say it? Viewers, <laughs> listeners to the podcast will know there are certain things that Paul Williams will never do. That is one of them. So just to clarify, his <laughs> teams, Andy has taken... The Tennessee Titans at home to the Houston Texans. The Kansas City Chiefs at home to the Seattle Seahawks. The Minnesota (laughs) Vikings at home to the New York Giants. And the Baltimore Ravens at home to the Atlanta Falcons. I have taken the Bills at Chicago. The Buccaneers at the Cardinals. The Bengals at the Patriots. And the Lions at the Panthers. I have taken four road games. Andy has taken four home games. That, ladies and gentlemen, brings us to the end Doesn't of week 16. Um, at this point in time, it's probably just a, a case of mentioning, obviously we will be running, as we've seen, we will be running into Christmas Day and Boxing Day games. Um, we will, I'm, I'm talking for both of us here, I will, we will endeavour to still bring you fantastic NFL podcast content. In and around the days that we normally would. Might be a day late. Might be a day early. Who knows? Um, from the Laces Out podcast. Merry Christmas. We should indeed see you before New Year. But Merry Christmas. And if you don't celebrate Christmas. But you still celebrate one of the many other, other things to celebrate. Merry whatever to you too. Uh, like I said. We will try and make it back in time for more games. Um, I, am... I, believe it's, I believe it's in the TV show Community where uh, they say, Merry Happy. Yeah. Um, I am very much playing currently for the bottom slot in our big fantasy league. Uh, I'm enjoying that nearly as much as playing for the gold in the other fantasy league so uh, you'll be pleased to hear I am losing at this point in time but we shall uh, we shall see what this week's games bring definitely going into the consolidation bracket um, there we go thank you to you for helping me take these people up to the big days worth of games I think there's something else happening that day but I can't quite put my finger on it uh, other than that, it's uh, yeah, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from my glamorous co-host. We shall see you shortly. Let's leave it at that. Tatty bye. So there you go. What do you think to that? Hey, it's all heating up. Season-long predictions, the side bet, fantasy football, the season in general. It's all getting real tense now, isn't it? Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. From everybody here at CookieCast, a big merry happy.
Um, you can celebrate the festive time by like, share, subscribe, and comment. See what I did there? You can also drop reviews, share the podcast around to people you know, and if you're, if you're feeling in the mood for a website, jump over to thecookiecast.com and check out what we've got going on there. Social media links and an email button means you can get in touch with us whenever you want to. That's it for this one. Till next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. How awesome is that? So awesome. you got to like, share, and subscribe.